to the Starfighter Podcast. All right, happy Friday, everyone. We are back here at the Starfighter Podcast. It's your co-hosts and creators of the show, Dom and Jake. Jake, how are you doing? Not bad, not bad. Glad the week is over. I don't know about you. Yes, definitely looking forward to this weekend. Uh, This weekend is me and my wife's anniversary, so looking forward to it. Oh, congratulations. How many years? Thanks. uh, Six years now. Very nice. Very nice. You guys going to do anything fun? Um. Not too much because, I mean, what's you going to do during COVID? But uh, I think we yeah. might go for a hike or something like that and just uh, enjoy the day. Yeah, that'll be good. Awesome. Yeah. Well, I'm excited to talk about this crazy episode of WandaVision with you. Episode 7. I'm going to, obviously, be doing another spoiler review and breakdown here today and try and pick out some things that maybe um, the audience didn't quite catch the first time. I think I've I watched it a couple times and uh, yeah, definitely a lot to take away and unpack. Um, but before we get started, if you're not already subscribed, hit that subscribe button and leave a like, leave a comment, join the conversation. We would love to hear from you. Maybe we missed something. Um, tell us how you like this episode or how you didn't like the episode. Um, but yeah, let's jump right into it. So this is called Breaking the Fourth Wall, episode seven. Uh, they definitely do that in this episode. Um, quick thoughts just right off the bat. Um, I thought it was a pretty good episode. We got a lot of big reveals and overall really enjoyed it. I don't know. I guess the first time I saw the ending um, had a little bit mixed feelings. So I guess I'm still trying to process exactly how I feel about all of it. Um, but Jake, any quick first reactions? Yeah, I thought it was a good episode. Um, I I actually haven't seen much of Modern Family, which is kind of what the episode was based around, it seems. Right. But I did like that style of talking to the camera and everything. I thought it was really funny. And really, again, we've talked about it so many times, but amazing performances from the actors, especially Elizabeth Olsen today. So, yeah, I thought it was a really good episode. Yeah, definitely. I uh, totally agree with all that. You're also seeing really, um, like, the diversity and, like, and their skills and like being able to, you know, change and really adapt their acting skills and performances to whatever the um, era or time frame is, you know, of that specific episode, which is really cool. And yeah, we definitely saw that from her. Um, we also definitely get some office vibes too. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll touch on that more, but yeah, let's just start out with that opening scene. She's kind of having this like, um, little monologue you know trying to address the audience and kind of have people to have people relate to um kind of what she's going through like her feelings as far as what happened in last week's episode um and you know kind of like freaking out um during that halloween episode um and then we see this uh funny scene with you know the kids and their video games are like starting to freak out and their controllers are changing and uh, to different eras of controllers. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, obviously, I, I think you probably enjoyed it too because we got to see the, for like the both Nintendo fans here. So Wii and then uh, GameCube. Also a fan of the game Uno and that's what they ended up with <laughs> at the end. So that was kind of funny. Uh, but yeah, tell me about this opening scene and how you liked it. Yeah, it, it definitely started out a little different. Um, different feel for the whole episode because the whole thing it's, Besides, like, a couple times with, like, the stork and stuff, she's pretty much always been in control. Um, so now just her power is going on the fritz, which that basically what it seems like for that whole time. And then, yeah, just her attitude for this whole episode was pretty funny. Um, definitely reminded me. I don't know Parenthood or Modern Family that well, I should say. Um, I don't either. Yeah. I... I from what I've seen, she was really acting like one of the main characters from it. And um, yeah, I thought it was pretty well. Um, I, I have enjoyed the addition of the twins. I think they've been pretty good overall. And uh, yeah, definitely made some pretty interesting scenes this episode. 
I still can't like fully tell them apart or like I, I still forget <laughs> who, who's who. I know. Well, at least they dress them in their respective colors. So you got to remember yeah. speed is speed is green. Wiccan is red. So as long as oh, you okay. remember that, gotcha. but then you have to remember which one's Tommy, which one's Billy. Yeah. That that's where everything <laughs> goes wrong for me. Um, right. Then we, we get the serial scene um, kind of a, just a funny little thing where we, we see that the cereal she's eating is uh, sugar snaps. Um and I don't know if you picked up on this, but um, like just having the uh, the captions on, we get this uh, like radio voice and he's saying, good morning, Westviewians. Thanks for tuning in to WNDA. Um, and there's a little bit more, but uh, this episode and there's been a couple other episodes that just really drive home that point that um, she, that this is about her, right? And this is, uh, you know, she has her hand um, behind all of this and, um, controlling, controlling things. Um, so that was pretty cool. And we're starting to see like, um, certain things like her losing control once again, and like see this weird, weird distortion with the milk starting to glitch. And then it, uh, once again, cuts over to, you know, that scene with her in front of the camera addressing the audience and, it's like probably just a case of the Mondays and that's, you know, our intro scene and it cuts into our theme song, which um, I've heard that is pretty much the office theme song at like a higher octave. I don't know if you caught that. Very uh, yeah, I, I, I was looking for it. It was kind of hard because there was a bunch of other sounds going on and stuff, but yeah, yeah. I can see that. They definitely added newer sounds also because mm-hmm. obviously i don't want to completely uh rip it off but yeah right <laughs> any more thoughts on on this intro um not too much yeah it was just kind of like her just going with it at this point like not even freaking out like vision was gone we should mention that in the beginning um he's still yeah. off doing his whole thing so like she's not even trying to control him anywhere. She's just like, all right, it is what it is. Let's just keep this rolling and just going to enjoy her life basically. <laughs> yeah, definitely a strained relationship there. We're starting to see. Right. Um, so now we've got this uh, sword campground and we see uh, director Hayward and talk to me a little bit about this scene, Jake, um, where he's talking about how they need to launch this plan today any thoughts on this yeah i mean we didn't really get to see much of that uh we're more focused on uh woos and monica's plan for this episode but uh yeah i mean i mean that's still his plan i don't know what their plan is to get in there because clearly nothing can make it through that's what it looks like so uh, i guess i guess we'll have to see more of next episode really what his plan is yeah i think we have the impression that he is really trying to get vision back. I think we'll touch on that more a little bit later, but um, yeah, I I definitely believe that that's, that's his sole purpose. Really. We thought that it was um, taking out Wanda, which maybe it still is, but he definitely wants vision back. So now we're, we're back at home. And like you said before, you know, um, Wanda's a little bit less, you know, charismatic and not really taking too much of an interest in what's going on with vision. You know, she's like, where, where's your dad? Kids don't know. It's like, Oh, well, you know, if he doesn't want to be here, whatever. And the, the kids ask about, you know, what uncle Pietro said about uh, the other night and, you know, vision dying twice. And she's like, you know, don't worry about what that man says. He's not your uncle. They're like, who is he? And she has this like, funny kind of awkward speech about you know i'm your mother and you expect me to have all the answers but i don't it's like zip zero zilch which was a um reference i don't know if you got this but it was a reference to what tony says in endgame when he's kind of having like that you know crisis and breakdown before he like collapses so yeah that was a pretty interesting scene um any thoughts on this one i didn't catch that at first that's pretty interesting but um yeah she's just like She's telling it how it is, basically, to her, like, 10-year-olds. Um, yeah, it, 
was weird that she is telling them that Pietro is not their uncle or whatever. Like she was so on board with it last episode. But I guess after that little comment, she's still uh, pretty upset with them. <laughs> I mean, I got the impression that she doesn't believe that it's him anymore after he made that comment. Yeah, it was interesting because he did seem to have the memories like she was almost testing him last That's episode true. of memories from their childhood and everything. So, um, I mean, it's still up in the air, really, for even viewers of who he is exactly, um, which definitely we'll be looking forward to. In the next couple episodes but um at least at least he was still around because yeah we didn't get much of him this episode but i have enjoyed him being on the show agnes shows up and she wants to take the kids give wanda some alone time uh, because uh, like we said before uh, wanda seems to be losing control here well now we cut back to uh, agent jimmy and monica in this car ride and monica says that Hayward wants his sentient weapon back, referring to Vision. Again, we talked about that as well. Um, but now they they meet up with this military uh, group who, you know, Monica had connections with and she's helping and obviously has like this loyalty. And I got the impression that she was loyal to perhaps like her mom and, you know, she's still loyal to Monica. And so she's she's helping them out because obviously they can't, you know, work with S.W.O.R.D. anymore. Because uh, they don't really, they're not on the same page with Hayward. So they bring this um, space rover, which still had the sword symbol on it. It's going to essentially serve the purpose of them getting back into the hex, getting into Westview. Uh, any thoughts on this scene? Um, yeah, it was a little, little interesting. I think we were still hoping to see her, um, what is it, aerospace engineer friends, which we didn't get to see just yet. Um but uh, yeah, it was interesting when they brought the rover out along with the spacesuit. It, it looked very similar to um, Hank Pym's little rover and spacesuit that he used to dive into the quantum realm. So I thought that was interesting. Even though it is sword tech, it did kind of remind me of that. But uh, yeah, not, not, I mean, not the best plan because obviously it didn't work. But um, I guess we are going to see how really powerful Monica is and more powerful than that uh that rover that definitely did not make it in (laughs) yeah i i had skipped over you know vision waking up earlier but vision woke up in the field and he sees darcy and obviously darcy is under control she's not you know in her in her right mind but now after monica meets up with the military now we get to see even more dialogue between vision and darcy we get to, you know, witness this conversation where now she is in her right mind and, you know, they're going to work together and, you know, make their way back home. But thoughts on this scene, Jake, I, I thought that the dialogue was really funny and the conversations between the two of them were really funny. Yeah, man, they, they don't have any issue with calling back to previous movies uh, in this show at all. So, yeah, I mean, it's interesting that... Uh, kind of the average person knows what happens i like i don't know if that news makes it out because it's like who's there in wakanda on the battlefield besides the avengers but it seems like i guess it's common knowledge for the most part of how yeah. thanos got all the stones and exactly what he had to do and with wanda and vision and everything like that so i thought that was pretty interesting that that she was aware of that but yeah still still a problem with vision not remembering absolutely anything of how he was created so he got the whole story from ultron to thanos basically yeah and he even says like that he feels like it's not even it wasn't even his memories it wasn't even his life so maybe we're going to touch more on that you know when it comes to who he actually is right now you know what i mean yeah if i'm gonna give a quick prediction i would have to say that um we have seen in the trailers what appears to be one recreating the Mind Stone. But I think that could be next episode with her striking another deal with Agatha to really bring back Vision permanently and try to create the Mind Stone, which would probably give him his memories back and everything like that, where he would be able to really leave this reality. Well, now we get back to home and there's more glitches. Again, starting to lose control. I believe that we see the Stork appear again, right? 
Right. So that was that was interesting. Definitely something there, perhaps uh, maybe with Mephisto or um, maybe you have any thoughts. Maybe you're still of the mindset, possibly Dormammu or something like that. I'm not 100% sure right now. Uh, we definitely see stuff yeah, later that does does point to Mephisto. Uh, there's still the possibility of Nightmare. Um, oh, yeah. So it's, it's a little bit up in the air. Although the show itself has been trying to make us think that Agatha is the main villain at this point. Um, but I feel like that's way too obvious. I think there's definitely going to be a twist upcoming. Yeah, me too. Well, Wanda's back in front of the camera again and saying how she's confused. She doesn't know why everything's falling apart and that, and then she doesn't understand why she can't fix it. I thought that was a pretty good scene and, um, you know, good dialogue there. You almost start to feel for her because I think just as humans, just as people, when we go through, you know, traumatic events and stuff like your first reaction a lot of times is like, what can I do to fix this? So um, definitely building this uh, sympathy for her character, even though our faith in her is like shaken at at certain points because we don't know like, oh, is Wanda becoming the villain now? Is she still the hero that we've seen her um, in other movies? So I thought that was good. Also really interesting how then the cameraman says, well, do you think maybe you deserve this and then she's like you're not supposed to talk um (laughs) so that was kind of funny what do you think about that scene yeah i thought that was pretty cool um to see later exactly who was behind that was also cool to see um because yeah i was wondering like man who is this like talking right now um but uh yeah again her performance of just breaking down and saying everything fine over and over again just try to convince herself that um it just feels like this reality is like barely holding on and so is she so um i mean something's got to give right yeah totally um well now we go over to the nexus commercial and talk to me a little about this commercial jake and um break it down a little bit yeah uh very funny being an antidepressant ad i like the part about it. it might give you more depression uh, so, which is basically her case of like, she was so depressed from everything, but then creating this reality is actually causing her more harm than good. Um, but interesting to call it the nexus, which is a common, uh, word in the Marvel comics about nexus being where all realities intersect. And there is one point where, uh, Wanda herself was the nexus kind of the, realities and multiverse revolved around her so i could definitely see that kind of being what this is a little bit not necessarily realities or timelines but uh the multiverse revolving around this one space so really within the hex could be the nexus of the multiverse which would be interesting and if she ends up spreading the hex more uh the whole world could be really just multiverse of madness right just with yeah. people coming from every which verse anywhere, um, which definitely leads more into what we see later about Agatha because the characters there f- come from a different uh, dimension there and a different universe. So that could really be their way in uh, is through the hex, which is through the nexus. Uh, so that was definitely telling in my mind. Yeah, that's interesting. I feel like we could go pretty deep on this um, commercial. We won't, but um, I feel like it, it's definitely possible because in a lot of ways it's, it's pretty real and definitely hits home. Cause I feel like, you know, there's definitely points where it's like, okay, yeah, this is part of the show. And there's other points where it's like, this feels like an actual commercial, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and um, yeah, cause I mean, like pretty much everyone nowadays deals with, you know, um, anxiety and depression at one point or another and so some of the some of the things were like yeah totally referring to her but also some stuff was like legit like just like what everyone deals with and just like real life so it was a really interesting uh commercial so agnes is watching the kids the the kids say how they enjoy you know being there i thought this was kind of interesting 
And maybe this plays into some stuff as well. Billy says uh, to Agnes that, you know, it's quiet there and that Agnes is quiet inside. I thought that was kind of interesting. I'm sure there's something there as well. Um, but what do you take away from this scene? Yeah, well, he did mention earlier in the very beginning of the episode how his head was hurting. He heard all yeah. these voices in it, uh, which is going back to last episode where he could hear vision from far away because he has a connection to people and can kind of read their minds as a telepath. Um, so I don't know if there's something big there about there's nothing really going on inside her head or is it just her powers being able to block um, him from reading her thoughts there. So yeah. I feel like it could be one of those things. So now Monica suits up and she's in the rover. She's going to make a run towards the hex and apparently it's going to be no problem for her driving this vehicle. It's just going to be smooth and it's completely opposite. The rover is starting to clash with the hex and um, it looks like she's definitely in danger from this. And so she bails before, you know, something bad happens. It sends the rover flying in the air and really crazy. Like the front half is now changed to like an old pickup truck. And then the back is still the rover. So that was kind of weird. Um, well, now Jimmy, you know, makes eye contact with Monica and, and he knows like what she's thinking. Um, she just has this confidence that, she's just going to, you know, go through it herself. She's done it once before. And I think maybe she doesn't really talk about it, but I think maybe she's starting to have more confidence because she's aware of her powers and we see them um, activate a couple of times too. And, you know, really give us that hint that uh, this is in fact um, photon um, her, her character from the comics. And so, she goes through the hex once again. Really interesting as well. We get these callbacks from other movies and um, dialogue from other characters and references back to uh, her mom and Nick Fury. Talk to me a little bit about this. Yeah. Well, for one, those voices were very hard to hear. I had to like watch it a couple of times to like yeah. try to pick out what was I hearing. Um, but no, it was cool to see her go through. Um, and her, her eyes light up like that and she was wearing sort of her color scheme of the white and black which is it's very similar to Captain Marvel's suit but with but white and black so that was cool to see and then her exiting uh, and being able to see the energy basically in the air that she can draw from because she has the powers of energy manipulation um, we did kind of see like the spectrum of energy and spectrum is another name that she goes by but I think since the reference um from being at sword earlier i think it was episode four uh where there was a picture of her mother with the nickname photon i do think that's the name that she will adopt in this show but um yeah it was definitely cool to see um she's just kind of like all right whatever with her powers whenever she does something pretty cool so yeah <laughs> so were you talking about like when you said like you could see see it through the air maybe we're thinking about the same thing um but like, I thought that it was kind of indicating that like the structure and the integrity of the hex was like weakening a little bit. But are you like getting know. a different different take on it? What I that sounds like it makes sense as well. Yeah, yeah, it was basically just like her being able to see energy anywhere. I mean, it like really revolved around like the power lines and everything like that. Oh, um, okay. So if I'm remembering correctly, I believe her abilities let her kind of pull the energy and manipulate it into like projections and whatever she wants to fight with so that's kind of what I was getting at when she had uh, like her blue eyes glowing like that she was able to see and locate that but I guess we kind of have to see exactly what they're doing with her because certainly this is a different way of her obtaining her powers than we're used to so they could be a little bit different also. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. Um, I'm glad you mentioned that too, because I, I wasn't quite sure about that scene. Um, but yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Now we uh, move on to Vision and Darcy in the car. And this was an interesting scene. You know, Darcy says that, you know, she's been watching the WandaVision show. And she says that the love that the 
the two of them have is real and that they belong together. This, I think, um, will carry through into um, the other episodes, I believe, is my prediction. Um, I guess, I don't know, maybe I'll touch on that a little bit later. Wanda and, and Vision have problems, but I think they're going to still stay together and, and team up together. Uh, but any thoughts on this? No, I agree. Yeah, Vision's too good of a guy, right? <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, to not really remember how they got together must be difficult. Like why, why he even loves her or anything like that. It's what their relationship is really all about if he doesn't have these memories. Um, but uh, yeah, I did like Darcy saying that she was watching WandaVision. Always a great trope when they say the name of the show in the show. So yeah, that was great. <laughs> so now Monica breaks into the house and Wanda is really quick to get on the defensive and you know she doesn't want to hear it we get this confrontation she's pushing monica back out of the house and you know monica's trying to talk some sense into her again we see her powers really come into play here when wanda tries to like throw her at the ground kind of with force and just the way that she lands um just like really convincing that we're going to see her become this this hero that we've heard about from the comics um so i thought that was really cool and of course agnes comes once again to interrupt and um, also really interesting there's uh three people that are like witnessing this whole um confrontation and it's it's agnes it's the mailman and it's Dottie. did you pick up on that i, I did I've, yeah i've heard that this really means something and basically i think that um, the three of them are kind of together. I think we'll talk a little bit about our post-credit scene also, but I think that ties into this as well. Um, yeah, give me your thoughts on this, on all, all this scene. Yeah, it was it was interesting. The mailman, <laughs> he's, he's come in a few times and just said his little thoughts here and there. Um, but he's definitely someone we don't really know about, uh, sort of like Dottie, where she didn't have uh, her profile at S.W.O.R.D. So it was interesting to see her again because we haven't seen her in forever. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, like who exactly do they be? Are they actual like names, people that we know from the comics? Are they just people that she's bringing in from whatever dimension uh, to just kind of help her out? I, I don't know. I mean, I guess we'll see more from these characters, but I mean, there's only a few episodes left to really discover like who all these people are. So. It's interesting. Yeah, I was kind of happy today because I listened to some other podcasts and kind of hear what they're saying. And I know on a previous episode of ours, because we've been doing a lot of speculation when it comes to X-Men. And I mentioned that I, I thought that Dottie could be a cool um, Emma Frost. And so on this other podcast, I heard them say that they think Dottie's going to be Emma Frost. I was like, that's exactly what I said. <laughs> I think that'd be awesome. And apparently Emma Frost plays into the um, House of M comic book that some of this is taken from. So that could all definitely make sense. Um, and also I believe, you know, Emma Frost kind of like um, walks that line of being uh, a good like hero or, you know, antagonist villain. So I, I think that that's a cool uh, possibility that we could see there. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. So the car ride is taking way too long, <laughs> which is kind of weird. I I mean, or is it weird? Like, do you think something is like stopping Vision and Darcy from like getting back home? Yeah, it seems like Darcy mentioned that uh, Wanda was putting up all these roadblocks. But no, I, I after what we've seen, I think it definitely could be Agatha doing this to slow down Vision. I mean, he's basically the only person in her way right now because one is just kind of going along with it um but yeah that's what i got out of that gotcha yeah so vision's like yeah whatever like you know i'm not gonna just wait around so he phases through the roof and and he's on his way so i think we're gonna see him you know next week catch up and and uh try and save wanda but we'll see. 
Um, so Wanda and Agnes are, are at Agnes house and, you know, she's going to make tea for Wanda for the two of them. Well, Wanda starts to see that, you know, something's not right here. There's food leftovers from the kids. We've got this, you know, weird TV show playing, which I, I believe is a callback to another kid's show. I don't remember the name of it, but, um, oh, yeah, kind of funny. And then like this, this weird shot of like that, um, cicada, like on the, on the curtain. And so, you know, Wanda has a bad feeling about everything and asked, you know, where the kids are. Oh, they're probably playing in the basement. So she goes down there really dark and creepy, mysterious vibes. And I, I could see where, you know, things were going. And then of course, Agnes appears down there and, you know, gives this big reveal that she is in fact Agatha Harkness, who we speculated and thought that she was going to be. Um, yeah, I think what, I think we had that one. That? Yeah, I think we had that one figured out before the show even started. So I mean, it wasn't that yeah. difficult, but uh, <laughs> yeah. no, it was it was definitely very good. Um, it almost looked to me at first like this was like a portal or something. Like this is how she made her way into the hex or the nexus uh what, what did you think about that i mean it looked like there was energy coming out of there with like all the vines sort of like her dimension uh creeping into that world what do you think i guess i didn't i didn't think about that being a portal but i think that could definitely make sense and again um just makes me think how this will probably definitely tie into well we know that it ties in somehow to dr strange and uh the multi multiverse um so yeah that, that'd be interesting if if it was some kind of portal into the nexus what caught my eye was like that weird book or artifact thing that was also glowing had some kind mm-hmm. of energy um do you have any idea what that could be yes well it should be and i'm just gonna say should but uh it most likely is the dark hold it does look a little bit different than we have seen in previous iterations. So the Darkhold has been shown in both Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and in the Hulu show Runaways. So basically, uh, it's a book made up of dark matter and it's from the Hell Dimension. Um, and it's said to contain infinite knowledge. So people have used it in Reddit uh, to learn like languages, how to build Uh, different weapons and stuff like that but what it does is it corrupts their minds and they become obsessed with it and will do anything to keep the book for themselves so people just kind of go crazy reading it um so yeah i I would recommend people go check that out in agents of shield and runaways to get a little bit more info on it uh i mean because people like colson have used the book to defeat villains in the past um which has kind of led to his demise ultimately. <laughs> so it was actually a very big storyline um, where he sort of got Ghost Rider's powers for a little bit in order to stop this LMB, a life model decoy, who was trying to take over because she had access to the Darkhold and she had read it. Um, so it, it was definitely an interesting storyline. And then it popped up again in Runaways and Cloak and Dagger had to come uh, and try to help them as they solved that problem and they had to defeat Morgan Le Fay, who is another powerful sorcerer that uh, is from the comics. So yeah, I would have to guess that that's what it is, especially because it's from the hell dimension, which we're assuming uh, Agatha is from. So how she exactly got it, we don't know. I mean, at this point, <laughs> whether or not Runaways and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is canon is a little yeah, up in the air. So it's not like, I, man, I'm trying to remember who's the last person to hold on to it, but I don't think it really matters because I don't think they're going to really call back to those shows at all. So it doesn't matter where or how she got it. Uh, it, it could be a completely different story from the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Runaways. Uh, but I mean, I couldn't imagine any it be anything else than that. Yeah, I hope that they come out and say whether or not it is canon and part of it um do you think that they will <laughs> maybe i mean 
what did Agents of Shield? I think it ended last summer fall time. So, um, I I don't know. It, it they'd have to kind of go over if they ever want to bring Coulson back because I know he's such a fan favorite. I I love having him in there. Um, yeah, he was cool. We've seen we've seen him in Captain Marvel, but that was in the past as far as his future. Um, but spoilers for Agents of Shield. Uh, Coulson's dead. So that's kind of how they're going to do that exactly. But uh, there are some good characters in there, but I think they're going to basically leave it to a different timeline because at one point, uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. did jump through time and create a different reality. So I think they're just going to go with that and say it's a different timeline. That's what I think they'll probably do, just because it's so difficult to try to link all these things together. Um, but who knows? With, with it being such a weird multiverse thing going on right now, it wouldn't be that hard to say, oh, this is just a different reality. Let's pull these characters in. Basically what they seem to be doing with Charlie Cox, because Kevin Feige himself has said that the Netflix shows are not canon, yet Charlie Cox's Daredevil is appearing in Spider-Man. So it, it's really that simple if they wanted it to be, to just say they're from a different dimension or reality. If they wanted to- Do you know to. if that one is, was confirmed though? I mean, who else would he be? <laughs> I think, well, Charlie Cox no. is confirmed himself. I didn't, yes. I didn't know that he was. Yeah. That, I mean, that's everything that I've read is 100% confirmed that Charlie Cox is in the movie. Okay. So uh, if he's not Daredevil, I'd be shocked. <laughs> I think it's definitely possible. Because um, I also just saw recently that um, Disney was going to get the rights back for like Punisher and um maybe jessica jones or some one of the other ones yes i believe like within the last day or two the rights actually moved back to them uh i don't know how that all works but that's what happens uh <laughs> so yeah i mean they could bring the whole group from netflix back if they wanted to but i don't know i just think charlie Costa is such a fan favorite he did so good as daredevil that he should definitely be be back but it's hard to just bring one without the others uh, but it'll be interesting to see how they do it. I mean, they could just reboot the shows on Disney Plus if they wanted to and just go on from there. But um, I, I mean, I'm glad to have them back at least one more time in Spider-Man. Yeah, that would be really cool. And it'd be a really cool uh, callback to, um, you know, some of the comics with where Daredevil and Spider-Man um, meet up. Also, one of my oldest memories is being a kid and like my dad brought me home this um, VHS of like the animated Spider-Man um, show. And it was um, it was the Spider-Man and, and Daredevil, like two two different episodes. Have you ever seen those? I haven't seen it, no. They're awesome. Um, they're on Disney Plus too. Oh, so, nice. Pretty cool. Um, but yeah, getting back to the episode, that's pretty much it. Um, but then of course we have that outro song, you know, after we have this reveal that, she is Agatha Harkness. Um, it's really a you know a nod and like a, a nudge to you know the audience and you know the fans about you know where our speculation was was taking us. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. And but it, again, to me, it's like it's again they're trying to lead you down a different path than what it really is. Oh, it was Agatha yeah. the whole time? Was it Agatha the whole time? I mean, she was doing it, but. Is she is there somebody pulling the strings even behind that is kind of what I'm thinking. Yeah, because again, it it's like still even the reveal is a little too obvious, also. Mm -hmm. So it's hard to ever really be sure until like the the final episode, of course. Exactly. And I mean they still have different villains to pull in, like who all of these people are if they're of any significance i mean we have the dark hold now they gotta explain that whole thing i mean yeah there's a, there's a lot to do with just three episodes left now it's almost a little bit frustrating like this anticipation but also it's brilliant now they've done it and it's what is bringing back so many people um because like we talked about on one of our other shows recently you know wandavision has become the number one show um in the u.s and so it, this is definitely a big reason, you know, they keep bringing people back uh, because of the mystery and because of, you know, 
them throwing you off course where things are going and just a crazy ride, of course. Um, but any final thoughts on this episode and then a little bit of prediction for next week? Yeah, uh, overall, good episodes. And um, just to close it out with the post credit scene, uh, yes. if, which people probably miss. I mean, I, I did personally. We both missed it. Yeah. First time, yeah. I mean, you just assume, like, you look at the timeline on your TV and it's like, oh, eight minutes of credits? That sounds about right. Like, you're not even going to Because it has been in, more in all the other right? episodes. Exactly. Yeah, like, the first, like, three, I, I watched the entire credit line. Even if it took forever and there's nothing. So I'm like, all right, I guess there's nothing. Uh, but it really wasn't much. Just Monica finding a path to the basements and going down there. Um, and then... We did see in the whole outro song of Agatha being the one to control Pietro, if that's who it is. Uh, <laughs> like, was she the one to really bring him there or is she just controlling him? It's still hard to say, in my opinion. Um, we have seen some theories before you've probably seen of that Pietro's not Quicksilver, that he's actually the villain, that he could be Ralph. Yeah. But that doesn't make any sense to me because if that was her husband who we assume is more powerful than she is, why would she need to be controlling him? Right. Because she clearly has her hex on him um, and controlling his mind. So that doesn't make any sense to me why he would be a different villain because that villain would be able to be controlled by her. So I don't think it's that. And what do you get from the post-credit scene? Do you feel like he is going to try to stop, monica right there is he on the bad side yeah i do i do and again going back to what i was saying about you know Dottie and the mailman and agnes all watching that conversation then agnes steps in i feel like maybe that's like part of her her little team that they're all working together um and yeah i i do kind of get that impression that you know pietro is actually bad but but is he the big bad? I don't know. And I mean, yeah. question for you: Do you think that would be lame, or do you think there's a way that they could do it right? Um, it's just not making sense to me currently. But I mean, things can change. I guess we're just taking at face value that that outro song was telling the truth a hundred percent. Well, first of all, it said it was Agatha the whole time, which I'm not really taking to be the truth. I think there's somebody else. And so, like, all those things with her controlling different people's minds, controlling Pietro, um, you know, it's, I guess it's just still an up in the air whether that's 100% true. I, it's kind of like the first time we are seeing anything that Wanda herself doesn't know because we've just been seeing their lives play out, basically. So now the viewer has a little bit more knowledge uh, than they do. And so, I don't know. I thought that was very interesting. Um, I did want to mention that she says she did kill Sparky, which we yeah. talked about a little bit. Um, so I thought that was kind of funny. Was it you? I think that was probably your your guess that it was her, right? I, I think I did mention it about how killing Sparky almost led to the kids growing up again, which again, just like the House of M comics, um, Agatha and possibly Mephisto are after the twins and taking their power basically uh so we'll have to see how that plays out but so far it's playing pretty much exactly how the comics are going but are the twins even real uh, i find myself question. asking that sometimes yeah i mean so far everything Wong has been, been able to create stays that way even in the outside of the hex um whatever reality changes are seem to be permanent so could that work with creating what do you mean by that though uh such as the clothes that monica was wearing or the pickup truck or the rope that they had attached to uh the sword agent that turned into uh -huh. a beekeeper anything that was real changed in that reality and they pull it back out it, sort of, it stays that way it doesn't go back to being uh whatever clothes she was wearing or anything like that so it seems to be permanent reality changes. Um, obviously, creating life is much different. So, I, I mean, I, I do think they're real. I do think they're trying to set up 
uh, the future of the Young Avengers and everything like that. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've heard a lot about that as well. Yeah, so I, I'm guessing for the moment that they're real. Um, again, going on with the story of House of M, I mean, how, she she basically creates them herself because obviously Vision's not human, so she kind of does that herself and does have that power to create reality. So the two kids do become heroes in the comics? They do, yeah. Wiccan and Speed uh, are both members of the Young Avengers and different affiliations. So yeah, they are heroes. Yeah, so back to that line, you know, about Darcy telling Vision how, you know, the love that that him and Wanda share is real and, you know, that they belong together. And I was saying, I do think Vision's going to go and, and help. I think they're going to, you know, make amends with with their relationship and and try to work together still you know setting aside whatever confusion and you know and feelings that vision has i think he's going to you know stick with it and and be with wanda and also i feel like that because i i go back to um this one scene in one of the trailers like one of our first trailers where you know monica says this is our home and Vision says, then let's fight for it. And we haven't seen that yet. Oh, yeah. I, I, I do think about that. And I think it's coming next week. I, but I guess we'll see. Yeah. Only two more episodes. But also... I thought there was three more episodes. There's only supposed to be nine. But then they said that there's a... Like, making of WandaVision, right? Kind of like Mandalorian Gallery. But get that this... Count? Get this, because I've heard that there's supposed to be a special, like a secret 10th episode. But then today I heard that that making of WandaVision is actually going to be um, an episode almost like in in the style of a documentary or something like that. You know what I mean? But it's but it's still going to be an episode. That's interesting. Like a fake documentary like The Office, basically. Yeah. (laughs) That'd be interesting because I did see that Kevin Feige said that the last three episodes of WandaVision are going to be an hour long each, which clearly this wasn't one. So I guess that's basically saying there's three more episodes, whether the last one is different in a way. um, I guess we'll have to see. But hey, hour long episodes is awesome because there's a lot to go over still. Yeah, definitely. Um, Well, is there anything else that we might have missed, Jake? I think we pretty much caught everything. I did see uh, in the news that uh, the actress for Monica, Teona Paris, was teasing that she can't wait for people to see who her aerospace engineer friend is. Uh, So she was really teasing that that's a big reveal, big character. So definitely looking forward to seeing who that is. Um, I think we talked about that last episode, whether Uh, It could be Reed Richards, Ben Grimm, uh, Beast, some other X-Men. So anybody like that, I'm I'm sure it's going to be awesome. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. I just want the X-Men to be here already. But then at the same time, it's like when they do finally introduce them, like how long before we get an actual movie or show where we get to, you know, see them in action, you know what I mean? Besides just a cameo. Um, But you know, Marvel, just building the anticipation. Exactly. So I guess my prediction um, for next week and really the end of the show, uh, I'm still thinking that this basement of Agatha's is like a portal to the dark dimension or the hell dimension rather, because there are two different places. There's, it's confusing. Um, but I guess that would be going off of sort of the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. storyline. Um in one of those arcs, basically, Ghost Rider ends with going back to the Hell Dimension, which is kind of where his powers come from. And he was able to use basically a sling ring like Doctor Strange, but he used it a little bit differently to uh, open a portal to that dimension. So I'm guessing that's still what this is. Um, I, I think this is just a really setup for the new Doctor Strange of how Juan is going to open portals all over the place so at this point i'm thinking she created this reality right and then accidentally opened up these portals to different worlds 
So, and then again, I'm still hoping that's where Pietro came from, some other X-Men dimension. Um, but I guess we'll see. That's kind of my thoughts. But it'll be interesting to see exactly all of that if they really explain, try to explain the hell dimension and everything, which we're assuming Mephisto is the ruler of. Um, so, yeah, again, a lot to talk about. A few, few episodes left but at least they're going to be a little bit longer and uh, more action-packed. But And then for next week's epi- episode, I do think we're going to see the scenes of Vision and Wanda fighting for their town. Um, I think Vision could help out Monica right there if she's fighting Pietro, which would be a really cool scene to see the two of them fight. Yeah. And then the whole trailer that we've seen of Wanda creating the Mind Stone, is that in the past, did she already do that? Is that fake in Vision's head? Is she going to try to create it for real? Uh, it'll be interesting to see that as well. Definitely. And yeah, we're uh, nearing the end, but we will be back next week to discuss episode eight. Looking forward to that. Uh, before we sign out, it's been a pretty productive week for us here, Jake, at the Starfire podcast. Um, put out two other new episodes, um, an interview with Marcellus, which is uh, the Get to Know Your Pilot interview. And that was great. Marcellus from the Sidekicks podcast. Go and check out their channel. They're doing a great job over there. We're going to be doing some more episodes with them um, soon. So stay tuned for that. We're going to have a lot of fun um, talking some Star Wars with them soon. And then also, Jake and I are on the Stereo app. And if you guys haven't checked out that app, it's really awesome. Good way to get connected with your audience and start your own podcast. And we take people's, you know, live questions and comments and are able to just have a a awesome conversation with our audience. And we uh, did a review on the Nintendo direct that just came out this week, which there's a lot of great things to talk about there. But again, we thank you for joining us here on the Starfighter podcast. We thank our viewers and our audio listeners. We'll be back next week to discuss WandaVision episode eight and break that down. But we're signing out here. We'll see you later. Thanks, Jake. See ya. All right. Thanks. See you next time.